there's so much information available at our fingertips. We're hit with ideas, buzzwords, headlines, theories, countless times a day. This is our attempt to dive a little deeper so complex topics become easy to understand. And our world comes a little bit clearer. We'll tell you less so you understand more. I'm Mallory. And I'm Maggie. And today we're talking about emissions. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I say emissions, what comes to mind for you? Oh my gosh. Um, a lot of different things that they're bad, that we need less of them, that there's different types of them. They come from all sorts of things uh, and they're pretty much impossible to get rid of and bad for the environment, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, lot, lots of words. Yeah. I've asked a couple of people too and same thing, but one that came up quite often was cars emissions, which mm. emissions testing makes sense. Um, greenhouse gases, greenhouse gas emissions, carbon emissions. Um, I thought this would be a good topic because I don't know about you, but I hear these things all the time. Um, however, caveat, I work in sustainability, so I might be in a little bit of a vacuum. <laughs> um, but it is a buzzword, so I figure let's dig into it. Um, the first thing that I did was use the good old Google tool okay. to uh, see what the definition of emissions was. And the definitions from Oxford languages are the following. Okay. The production of discharge or something of something, especially gas or radiation, or an ejaculation of semen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about the latter? Oh, <laughs> uh, we're talking about the former. Okay. Interesting. Did not know that that was considered right. a definition. <laughs> right. I mean, I've heard of night emissions, so that's a thing. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Well, never. that's night nighttime ejaculation but we're not talking about that <laughs> that's another podcast uh, maybe <laughs> not ours not ours not another episode another podcast yeah, okay good point good point good point um so there's that um a clearer definition that i found on energyeducation.ca was emissions are substances that are emitted in energy sense in an energy sense that are most often waste products of a process aimed at attaining at obtaining useful work so when I was thinking about this, an example of that would be like when you eat food, your body uses it, uses it as fuel to work, mm -hmm. like walking around Target for hours or exercising. And then we turn that food into fuel and anything we don't burn or use turns into waste and is emitted, aka sweat or pee, whatever else you can think of. I love that analogy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So emissions are the byproduct of energy used, in essence. Okay. Um, as the Oxford, okay, so when we talked about the original Google definition, <laughs> it mentioned gas emissions or radiation emissions. We're going to focus on gas emissions, but I really think we might have to do a separate one on radiation emissions because, whoa, there's a lot, and I don't okay. really understand it. Yeah. So... Yeah, we can I have not there. given much thought to radiation emissions. Right, like radiation sounds scary, but right. why? We know it's bad. Right, but is it? Wasn't that the whole thing with my microwaves at one point? Or cellular phones. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah. We'll do that another time. But <laughs> so what I looked up, in short, there are, there are many types of radiation emissions, but there are four common ones, alpha, beta, gamma, x-ray. Some of those sound familiar, I'm sure. Yep. Um, the main con concern for those emissions are the effects on health 
for example, causing cancer or treating cancer. Mm, okay. So that's radiation. That's radiation. Could be good or bad. Radiation emissions. Um, But there is also solar radiation, which Mm. is a different story. And this emission is the byproduct of the sun creating electromagnetic magnetic energy that ultimately heats the planet. So those radiation emissions come down and warm our planet. Wow. Okay. Got it? Yeah. Cool. Um, So then gas emissions. Yes. What are they? Um, Interestingly, as I was researching gases, it'd be like, I would try to find some general types of gases or like comprehensive list of emissions or gases, types of gases of emissions. And all the search results came back to greenhouse gases. Right. Which I was like, there has to be. there has to be other ones. Right. Or is it just because the Google spiders are, that's so popular, that's the only thing that's coming up is greenhouse gas emissions. And greenhouse gas emissions are carbon? We'll get into those. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We're going to dig in there. So, which I thought that was interesting. Anybody out there that's listening, if you can answer this question, please let us know. Yes. I need to know. Yeah. Um, okay. So now we're, we went down from what is an emission, then we went into like types of emissions, radiation and gas emissions, and now we're going into more specifically greenhouse gas emissions. Okay. AKA GHGs, if you've ever seen that. GHGs. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. Uh, so <laughs> greenhouse gases, so let's break this in parts. Greenhouse okay. gases, we already talked about emissions. Greenhouse gases are in the Earth's atmosphere to trap, are the gases in the Earth's atmosphere that trap heat. So they let sunlight yes. through, but they prevent heat from leaving the atmosphere, just like a, a greenhouse. Ooh, you win the prize. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> um, so in essence, Earth, the Earth is a natural greenhouse, um, has a natural greenhouse, which is called the greenhouse effect. So we've heard of the greenhouse effect. Um, the sun, how this happens is the sun, just as discussed, emits solar energy, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. sunlight. 30% of solar energy that reaches the Earth is reflected back to space. So okay. yep. hits those, hits the greenhouse gases, goes back. Okay. Um, and then approximately 70% passes through our atmosphere, which is, in our analogy, the glass. Right. Um, the heat is then absorbed by land, oceans, and okay. atmosphere to heat the planet and produces what is our habitable environment so okay so sun's warming the planet that the heat is then so then everything that gets warmed rocks trees everything is then radiated back up in the form of an invisible infrared light but again only some of this passes through the atmosphere um, but the vast majority, 90% gets stuck or trapped within those greenhouse gases. Okay. So you've got 70% coming through, warming the planet. Yep. The warming planet then passes that back up, but 90% of it gets stuck in the greenhouse gases. And so it, is that before the ozone layer or is that the ozone layer? Where does that come in? Well, that's a good question. Um, we'll have to come back to that one. Okay. Um, so let's... Greenhouse gases. All right. Greenhouse. Okay. So there are several types of greenhouse gases. Okay. Um, For the sake of less is more, we're going to focus on those (laughs) that are mainly responsible for the greenhouse effect. Okay. Um, So there's carbon dioxide, CO2. Mm -hmm. You know that one. I know that one. Um, Actually, let me break this into, there's five of them that we're going to talk about. Four of them naturally occur. Okay. 
Ah, okay. And that four of the five naturally occur in addition to being human made. Okay. Um, and there's one that's just completely synthetic man-made. Okay. So the first four we're going to talk about can be natural or man-made. Okay. So carbon dioxide comes from both natural sources, volcanoes, animal breath. They got some stinky breath. And then plant decay. I guess that's us too. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Animals. (laughs) And then human activities like burning um, fossil fuel like coal, oil, and natural gas. Okay. CO2. That's all CO2. That's all CO2. Okay. Methane. Again, comes from both natural and human influence sources. Okay. Naturally, it comes from wetlands, termites, and oceans. Okay. So the methane in the oceans as well. Um, and then <clears throat> anthropogenic, um, human-made, is from landfills, oil, natural gas systems, coal mining, wastewater treatment, and agriculture. So. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. cows and their gas mm-hmm. or whatever else we do with them and then rice. <laughs> um, and then there's nitrous oxide, which, why does nitrous oxide sound familiar? I feel like that's something in Fast and the Furious. Is that what they pump into their cars to go a little bit faster? I've never seen Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Not a single one. <laughs> I feel like legend needs to like, <laughs> yeah. Legend RMC over there is telling us yes. Yeah. Fast and the Furious. <laughs> um, okay, so nitrous oxide comes from bacteria in the soil and ocean. Okay. Human-made agriculture fertilizers, livestock manure, biomass of fossil fuel combustion, and industrial processes. Okay, then there's right. water vapor, which is water in gas form. Okay. This condenses back into liquid water and rains back to the earth. Um, Human activities do create water vapor emissions, include irrigation, power plant cooling, aviation, and water use. Naturally, water vapor is created as water evaporates from bodies of water. So. Makes sense. Gets hot, gets steamy. Yeah. Um, The fifth one, last and final, is fluoridated gases, which are synthetic, not created in nature, and those include coolants, foaming agents, fire extinguishers, solvents, pesticides, and aerosol propellants. So these are things we have created to tackle some problem. Mm-hmm. And in return, they emit what kind of gas? Well, so this is a flu- fluorid- fluoridated gas. Fluoridated gas. Fluoridated. Okay. Yeah. All right. When we use them. Yes. Okay. That's the byproduct. Okay. Or we use the byproduct as a pesticide. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like mm. we create it. We and then create that it. is what we use. That, yeah, exactly. So we are putting that into yes. the atmosphere. Okay. These are all the things that make up our... Um, GHGs. Our GHGs. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> a little flare. Um What's interesting, though, is so each greenhouse gas has a different property and are removed from the atmosphere over time by different processes. Um, So each has a different effect on the temperature of the planet. And so we, like you often hear about carbon when anybody's talking about the planet. Um, Methane has become more popular Mm -hmm. as of recent as well. Um, And there's three factors that influence its impact on the greenhouse temperature. So... um, how much of it exists, the concentration of parts of gas per air. So how many molecules 
are in the air compared how many molecules of the gas per air are in the, okay. in the atmosphere how long it remains in the atmosphere and then how effective it is at trapping heat so and this is commonly referred to as the global warming potential mm. okay all right so it measures how much energy the gas absorbs over a period of time okay so you've got how much there is how long it remains in the atmosphere and then how effective it is at trapping heat okay Got it. I tried to come up with an analogy for this, and I've been racking my brain. I have one, but I, like, is there anything that comes top of mind for you? <laughs> <laughs> like hot boxing. <laughs> That's a good one. That's, <laughs> That's true when because, like, yeah. How much weed is there? Right. How long does it remain in the car? How tight is the steel? Right. Exactly. <laughs> How big is the space? And how good is it? Okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that was- a good, that's a really good one. That's so funny. What was yours? I was thinking – this is. I feel like this one's a little out there now. I was thinking birth control. Oh. But it doesn't make sense, I don't think, for how much there is of it. Because I was thinking, okay, like – birth controls could be more effective. Like if you're trying to choose a birth control, like like the pill you have to take every single day versus an IUD, you only have to take use once every five to right. seven years. Right. And then how long it remains there, I guess. But That works. Kind of. Kind of. Yours is way better. But I, li- I like that one too. And okay. yours aligns with gases. So keeps that sense. whole house effect, you know? Yeah, it does. <clears throat> so we're going to talk about what – how each one of those vary. So we have those three variables for which they impact our atmosphere. Okay. And so we'll talk about each one of those and how it impacts our atmosphere. Okay. So the first one is carbon dioxide and it's like a Twinkie and lasts forever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Once it's admitted into the atmosphere, 40% remains after a hundred years, 20% after a thousand years, 10% as long as 10,000 years. Wow. Right? Yeah. That's long. Um, this one's interesting. So methane sticks around for about a decade, but is much more if more effective at trapping heat pound for pound. It's okay. 25 times greater than carbon over a 100-year period. So you have one that's like low and slow. Yeah. It's not as much, but it's going to be there a lot longer. I don't know if low and slow is actually the right a but slow burn. A slow burn. No, no. <laughs> a slow burn. And then you want, it's like hot and fast. Yeah. I don't know if you can say a decade is fast, but. Yeah, right. And the whole span of things. Okay. So then nitrous oxide is 300 times greater than CO2 and sticks around for little more than a century. Oh, wow. So nitrous oxide is even worse. Okay. Yeah. And that was the one that. I'm going to get, I'm going to, not the cows. It is, crap. Remind me. Bacteria. Right. And ocean. Okay. Yes. So livestock, biomass of fossil fuel combustion, those kind of things. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. That was nitrous oxide. Fluoridated gases trap substantially substantially more heat and can remain in the atmosphere in some cases for tens of thousands of years. So fluoridated, the synthetic gases that we have produced like solvents, pesticides, aerosol propellants, fire extinguishers are around for like the dinosaurs. You know? Yeah. That long. Wow. Um, okay. 
to circle back to your question about the ozone layer, um, that is chlorofluorocarbons, and that's a different topic, but they are part of, the ozone layer is part of our atmosphere, but okay, those have an impact, a strong impact on the ozone ozone layer, but it's a different topic entirely. Okay. So global warming effect is not really the same as the yeah. hole in the ozone right. layer. Right. Okay. Right. Got it. Um, <clears throat> and then the last but not least is water vapors. They differ, they differ from any other greenhouse gas because, um, one, they, um, their effect is, oh my gosh, I need to articulate this. Okay. So (laughs) greenhouse gases, because their effect on the planet's warming is dependent on other greenhouse gas emissions. So what happens is warmer air holds more, warmer air holds more air. And so if there's more water vapor, the more greenhouse gases are going to be absorbed by that heat. Mm. So actually water vapor is the most abundant greenhouse gas, but it's mostly naturally created. And unfortunately it causes... Um, more heat to stay in. So it's like a duplicating effect of those greenhouse gases. Okay. All right. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've got what emissions are, what greenhouse gas emissions are, um, where they come from, and then how they impact the atmosphere. Um, Why this is important, a little bit of historical context, is so concentrations of greenhouse gases have varied over 650 millennia, so 650,000 years. Um, As the Earth has cooled and warmed over several times, it's Mm. gone up and down. However, up until the last two centuries, concentrations are now at the highest they've ever been. Um, Could you think of something in the 1800s that would have changed this, perhaps? Oh my gosh, 1800s? Mm -hmm. I know, (laughs) I'm afraid to say something and it not be the right timeline. (laughs) (laughs) Like, when was the Industrial Revolution? That's right! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't remember dates. Yeah. Okay. Flashback to Professor Montgomery's class. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, the. Go ahead. Okay, so we know it's at an all-time high. Since when? Like, how do we, since we started tracking, since we... Yeah, well, not since we tracked, because okay. we, and we, don't, we don't have record, We like, obviously we haven't been checking over 650 millennia. Right. What they do is they drill into the, uh, the Earth ice cores, and then they pull out, and they're able to measure the gas per particles. I'm that not, is incredible. Right? Yes. I know. Science. It's science, man. <laughs> the reason I was not a science major. Right. It's like a very specific, mm-hmm. a very specific job. Um, and so many questions. I know. You could go down a rabbit hole. With yeah. Them. Okay. It made me think of just now Transformers when, did you haven't seen it? No. <laughs> I haven't seen that either. Logic <laughs> 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 gave us the shake of the fist. <laughs> Um, but if you have a rom-com that you okay. want to reference. I don't have a rom-com I want to reference because like w- Wiki, his name was w- Wiki, his glasses got stuck in the ice and then they like found him and then mm. Transformers. Got- All right. Okay. I have homework. Uh, yeah, you have some movie homework to do. Okay. But the Industrial Revolution, if 
just to clarify, was the transition of going from mostly hand production method methods to machines. And said machines needed to be powered by things like coal-powered steam engines. Yep. So those are things that would produce additional greenhouse gas emissions. So, um, as I said, and I feel like it was a massive it was a massive expansion. Yeah. Like it happened very quickly in the whole scheme of things. Yes. And so the Industrial Revolution, like it started in the UK Mm -hmm. and then it spread through Europe and the United States. And I think what I was reading is that it like it honestly was like a catalyst for just speeding up like economic development as Mm -hmm. well as giving people more opportunities and more jobs. And so it just grew like wildfire. And didn't we have a population boom, like a global population boom too around then? Oh, I don't know. I wonder. Good question. Okay. Yeah. Um, So, like I said, before we've had, we've always had greenhouse gas gases and emissions Mm -hmm. up and down as the earth cooled and warmed. Um, But previously carbon dioxide concentrations never exceeded 280 parts per million and methane never exceeded 790 parts per billion. The current concentrations are 390 parts per million for carbon and 1770 parts per billion for methane. So from 700 to 1770? From 790 to 1770. Wow. Yeah. So I know those sound like just numbers. Um, I'll add some links in the show notes to like show the magnitude. Actually, our world in data shows like this really ridiculous graphic um, that you can see the difference. But it's exponential growth. Um, So for example, CO2 never increased more than 30 parts per million during any previous thousand year period. So in a thousand years, there was 30 parts per million that was produced, period. But in the last two decades, we've already produced 30 parts per million and we still have 980 years to go until our millennium's over. Wow. Until a millennium. Wow. Okay. Holy crap. That's a lot, right? That's a lot. Hmm. So what does that mean for you, me, your neighbor, Mm -hmm. Ted, everybody? (laughs) Um, When I think about it, greenhouse gases are important, right? Like, right. They, in essence, make this planet we live on habitable by keeping us not too hot, not Mm -hmm. too cold, kind of like Goldilocks. Um, they're naturally made and they're also, so they're naturally made, but they're also man-made. Um, but I think why this is really important to understand what emissions are and the different types is because as we, um, as we talk about things like global warming and companies now having to follow regulations, um, understanding what they're talking about is important, but it's also, okay, what we're doing what we're producing ultimately is heating the planet. Like we have, we have this atmosphere that things are coming in and some things are coming in, a little bit's going out, but there's a balance. Like it's always, it's going to be about the balance of like how much is going in and how much is going out. And things like the Paris Agreement, the 1.5 degrees Celsius, um, the science-backed targets, like there's all these other initiatives that are happening that are 
other topics that could be their own episode in of itself. Mm-hmm. But it, the root of all of those conversations comes back to greenhouse gas emissions. And so we've got to have a fundamental understanding of what they are and how we're creating them or how they're produced naturally. Right. Right. I feel like it's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Like it's literally like, okay, I know what that is now. And now it's like, oh my gosh, like what? It, how is it connected to global warming and to what extent – and what does that mean for like human population on our Earth? Right. So we can only live on this Earth. We can't live on Mars yet. Not yet. Not yet. I think there are some people working on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that I think our our Earth has obviously gone through a lot, whether it's like Ice Age or dinosaurs or whatever, but not with us humans. We've only been here a fraction of the time. Right. And so to not know what will happen next, like to keep producing these emissions at this rate. Like, and to not know what kind of impact that could or will have in the future. Well, I think that's part of, like, the whole global warming conversation. There's Mm -hmm. people that believe in it. There's people that don't believe it. There's anywhere in between. Right. Um, And it's a really interesting conversation because we don't know what's going to happen. And we Mm -hmm. can only guess or make our best guess based on what we how we learn from science and what's historically right. been happening. So it's a really interesting conversation, but I think breaking it down into pieces makes sense for me because I talk about this stuff all the time mm-hmm. in sustainability, but it's like, did I ever really know that there were five main types of emissions and how they, how they differed in lingering in our planet? Because you hear mostly about carbon, but right. those other ones are just as important. And the most, the most prevalent one is actually steam or not, um, is... Water vapor. The water one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's true. I, w- I would even say I, like, yes, methane, carbon, all of that comes up. But I wouldn't say I knew, to your point, the extent of, like, how they're released, when, how much they're released, how long they stay here, all right. of that. Yeah. And how they're naturally created, too. And Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. Well, so we talked about emissions. Those are gases going into the earth. And I also said that some of them are going out of the earth. And so that will definitely be another podcast or an yes. episode is like offsets, sinks, all that kind of stuff that pulls these emissions out of out of the atmosphere to balance that equation a little bit more. Yeah. I want to talk about like net zero. Yeah. Which we've talked a little bit about because you have all these goals, like countries trying to achieve it, businesses trying to achieve it. And it's like, what is it? What is it? Yeah. How do you? Okay. Not zero. What? What? How do you do that? Yeah. What does that mean? Oh, I have so many things to say about that. But okay, that'll um, be a future episode. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this is your last tidbit. Okay. Ready for your your? I don't know. I don't know what we call it an elevator pitch, but you're yeah. like tell me less synopsis. You know what's interesting is like the fact that we're not taking notes during this. And I'm like, I really wish I took notes. Yeah. (laughs) But I like that we're not. I feel like we're just trying to learn and take in the information. And I listen to podcasts and cars and all of that. And you can't take notes when you're driving. True. Okay. So I think first and foremost, this is about emissions and not ejaculation. (laughs) (laughs) That is my first takeaway. Got it. (laughs) I think emissions are things that they're essentially... I don't, a byproduct, and you use the word byproduct, I want to say waste, but they're not a waste, but it's something that we take in and we take in certain things and then push it out. Mm-hmm. Um, there are four different types. I'm totally not going to remember the name, but we know carbon, we know methane, we know water, 
We know flora. Flora, carbonate. Flora. Oh I don't have my notes up right now. Okay. Or five types. There's five yeah, types. Five. five types. Okay. Um, and essentially what I will say is that I'm trying – okay. I'm doing a really bad job of – we should have like a – Tell me less. Tell me less. <laughs> <laughs> I know I should have been thinking about this. Okay. Fluoridated gases. Fluoridated gases. And Tell me less. Give me one sentence. What are emissions – and why are they, why is it important to know what they are? Emissions are gases released into the world, our earth, that get trapped in our atmosphere and can't, and our, we have been increasing the amount of emissions exponentially over the last hundred, couple hundred years. And that has put our environment at risk. Yeah, except for it's, they trap heat. They trap heat. Yes. Like a greenhouse. Yes. So greenhouse gases trap heat, greenhouse, yeah. Tra they trap heat. Yeah. Good job, bravo. Okay, all right, we'll take that. Yeah. All right. All right. So thank you for joining us as we try to learn more about this world. You can find all of our resources linked in the show notes. We are not experts, but we do try to learn from them. If you have a topic you'd like to know more about, let us know on Instagram at tellmelesspodcast. Until next time, keep, keep it, it short, short, simple, and, and smart. smart. Unlike what I did when I tried to summarize. <laughs> you did wonderfully. <laughs>